you know, not having to get up for work every day. I haven't worn jeans in three weeks now. I've worn trackies or shorts every single day. So, yeah, I, mean, I just it, wear these lobster swim shorts that I've got. That's <laughs> 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 all I wear. I even wore them out the house the other day to go and pick something up. <laughs> Isolation Sessions. I'm Jim. I'm Liam. And we are bringing you this weekly podcast, as it's turning out, whilst we're all under house arrest. Oh, sorry, it's not called that, is it? It's called uh, self-isolation. No. Government-mandated house arrest. Yes. <laughs> like, like, like the good old days of the... If you're going to be a conspiracy theorist and into the whole 5G thing, which I read a bit more about this week. I, think, I know last week we were, I was a bit like, I don't know. I had the wall poured over my eyes, didn't really know what, what the whole conspiracy was. I kind of know a little bit more about it now. <laughs> yeah, madness, right? <laughs> so yeah, we're all locked up. We're all still staying safe indoors. Yeah, so this is actually the third week of official official lockdown. It feels longer than that. Um, yeah, I'm running out. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I don't know what day it is anymore. Yeah, I can imagine. And I feel like this week's been a bit seminal in like how... I feel about everything now like I've been pretty upbeat about it and that hasn't changed I'm still feeling like okay but I feel like everything's normal it like it's normalized now like I feel like there was a little bit of excitement around it to begin with yeah um, you know maybe excitement's the wrong word given all the shit but it's that's something happened. something new isn't it it's a change to a routine and you're kind of like oh I wonder how this will, like yeah there's a bit of anticipation of you know not having to get up for work every day I haven't worn jeans in three weeks now I've worn trackies or shorts every single day so yeah, I just wear these lobster swim shorts that I've got. That's <laughs> all I wear. I even wore them out the house the other day to go and pick something up. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's like, yeah, I think there was a bit of like survivalist man type. You know, I, it, it sounds a bit morose, I guess, and a little bit sick and twisted. But I've always like, I've always wanted to be alive when the end of the world happened. Oh, no, um, definitely. Definitely. I get what you mean. I've always wondered yeah. how I'd get on in the apocalypse. Yeah, just to, and just to see what ha- as what would happen, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like this. Whilst this isn't the same, like because you know, I think this people, well, people, lots of people are dying. It's a tragedy. It's a, but, it's a different kind of apocalypse, yeah. isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, it's I kind of like went into that. You know, I'll go and do these like shops, get the stuff we need, and like hunker down and like you know, almost like old school hunter gatherer type. Yeah, take um, control mentality. I was like, yeah, we'll get through this and things. And now I'm just like, oh, actually, like, it's just fine. It's just routine now. Um, and I've been disappointed by everyone's like behavior as well. I don't know. I expected to see more. Everyone's kind of grouped together, showing the best side of human nature, which disappointed me to a degree. Because <laughs> <laughs> after everyone would split the wheat from the chaff and you'd see the strong survive. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I kind of thought that. You know, you saw it to begin with, with the, the panic buying and the people being twats in the supermarkets. You kind of got a glimpse of true human nature then. But yeah. but when people realise, like, I actually just got to sit indoors, like, it kind of, yeah, everyone's kind of, like, clubbed together. We're doing the whole clapping things and stuff that, like that. Yeah. People have now realised that they don't, they don't have to run around and do a supermarket sweep, panic, yeah. bog roll, and, you know, cooking oil and baked beans and all sorts of shit. Like, 
they can store for ages really all you have to do is just sit on your couch and watch whatever comes up next on netflix <laughs> it's really yeah. not that difficult yeah it's pretty weird and then you know, i see a little bit of enjoyment on like our on the where i live like has a facebook group and like, there's a there's a bit of tension on there every now and again um you know where i think there's a couple of people that are just deliberately trolling and stuff but yeah for the most part it's like oh, okay fine like it's not as exciting as i thought it was all going to be really and hopefully now i'm just like you know let's limit the casualty count and move on basically especially yeah. now we're starting to see in like other countries that have been badly hit starting to open up like obviously spain is like easing restrictions next week and um italy maybe as well oh no austria um austria is one, one yeah yeah, they yeah and you kind of they're gonna start um like just yeah slowly easing restrictions so kind of like that envy now i'm like oh, okay that's lucky um i'd like that to happen here um, i don't know yeah, how, so... i really don't know how long we've got left of this as well because like you say we're three weeks in but that doesn't seem long enough like we've still i, I imagine we've still got three weeks left at least oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still I, I don't think i think it will be june <laughs> I, um, I've, I've stuck to that date since it started yeah i'm hoping it's um, i'm hoping it's as long as possible because i mean we obviously we postponed our wedding because it was supposed to be start of june we've pushed it back to sort of end of august and now i'm sort of hoping we stay in lockdown for as long as possible as close to that date so that we come out then we can just kind of get married and then whatever happens happens after that because i can't be <laughs> postpone the whole thing again yeah that's <laughs> I think true. neither of us can oh when i say we i don't mean me and you i mean me and my partner claire <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got no say in any of this. <laughs> and also, like, we, we should have, today should have been the day that we were obviously lying on our sofas or in bed. I know. Like, half the man that we were a couple of days ago. So this has been a very strategy. depressing week for me. Not depressing, but I think I've been really trying to take my mind off the fact that on Wednesday, Wednesday just gone, I should have been on the train to yours, full of anticipation with a bag full of, you know, drink and whatever to stay at your house to fly out to Prague on a Thursday and then get up to God knows what for four days with fucking 18, <laughs> 18 yeah. lads. Um, one toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I've been trying over the weekend to just kind of really take my mind off it by, yeah, I've, I've read two books. I've watched a load of TV. I've, I mean, Claire on Saturday evening, she set up an assault course for me in the garden. So that like, it's like a drink assault course. So there was like four stations. I had to do a little bit of beer pong and then like run around a broom and then do a shot and then run up to the top of the garden and then do three shots and then go back. And like, it was just, you know, something just to get me a little bit buzzed and not so sad that we weren't on a plane somewhere or in a strip club in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sucks, but it's fine. We'll, 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 we'll do it again at some point. Oh, I'm, under, I'm under no illusions that it'll get booked again, but it's just, it was just a shame that it couldn't happen now. But then again, everyone's in the same boat. So that's what I kept telling myself that, you know, yeah. it's been postponed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly that. Exactly that. But yeah, it's a shame really because my week has been tremendously uneventful. Um, sort of work in late. Mm. It's been good. Our alcohol, ups, in, alcohol intake has upticked. Um, drinking more now because um, it's getting hotter so it's gin time yeah I, I think I'm finding I, that as well <laughs> I, I really like gin and I, I drink quite a lot of it and it's like it's just like water <laughs> gin gin with what gin and slimline tonic oh nice yeah I call it my medicine I go to George I go can you get my medicine please <laughs> which is a fucking weird oh, you're a 55 year old woman on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
that's, that's kind of the same I five year old white mum named Jane. Yeah, I did just dribble everywhere as well, so maybe. Um, yeah, now and um, yeah, so that's that, and then still battling with um, deliveries. Um, so oh, Christ, it's still Sports Direct. <laughs> yeah, at the start of all this, I ordered, I um, ordered two yoga mats two resistance bands and a foam roller from sports direct for the grand total of 65 pounds not not a massive amount not a, not a great deal of things nothing too exciting but necessities certain you know well i'd say not get fat i already am fat but like lose a bit of fat or at least maintain the level i am <laughs> during this period. Your quarantine time yeah <laughs> yeah and um and I thought, okay, great. It said like, you know, it might take a week. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm not in a, not in a massive hurry. Like, I understand what's going on. Anyway, first item came. It was just a foam roller, <laughs> um, which really pissed me off. So then last week, as I said, I was telling you all that I've been sending lots of emails to Sports Direct. And it continued. And then I got a dis- dispatch notice on Friday um, saying that a my Sports Direct parcel was going to be delivered by Hermes. I was very excited. And Hermes are also a villain in this piece. Um, they're a fucking horrific company oh, to deal with. I fucking hate Hermes, man. Yeah, I've had trouble with them before as well. Um, and basically, this parcel came. It said it had been delivered on my front porch, which means my front door. There was this really blurry picture. Anyway, so opened the door up. No parcel there. Went around looking throughout the apartment. Obviously putting myself and others at risk at that point as well. Fuck you, Hermes. Um <laughs> leading to the spread of coronavirus and then um in the end i went onto these these facebook groups i tell you about i'm becoming a bit of a like a, a like you know a nosy nosy neighbor <laughs> and like <laughs> for that reason and um yeah luckily some it had been delivered at a completely different house like in the same sort of like complex as me but in a different house which i live in a place called amphion house and this was minotaur house like is they're very different <laughs> um so obviously there's some idiot that was unable to deliver correctly. Anyway, so that's all fine. But then, again, trying to sort stuff out with Hermes. I even went to the point on... I, I left him a trust pilot review. Zero stars. I was having a really nice morning on Saturday. It was lovely and sunny. I was outside reading a book. And then this delivery didn't turn up. And I fucking turned. <laughs> I said, like, I was horrible to George. I was just like... I said, you don't have to deal with it. It's fucking like, it's impossible to get stuff sorted with them. You can't speak to a person. She was all like, oh, maybe it's just been delivered somewhere and it will turn up. But obviously it did. She was right. She listened to her. But they just, <laughs> turn, they just turn me, these companies. I don't have enough to be angry about. These fucking companies. Fucking Jacqueline over here. Yeah. So I like left this bloody review that said, it was like one star. And I said, no company in the world gives me more stress than Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, I don't think I've ever had a delivery not go wrong. Absolute disgrace. Zero stars if I could. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes started my, my lifetime of reviewing companies on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I've had trouble so, with that before as well. I used to, I think, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that I ordered, but I, uh, my work address is normally where I, I get stuff delivered to because... I mean, we live in a basement flat in which no delivery driver can ever seem to find. So whenever I order something to home it tends to go the same situation as yours it'll go to a different flat in a different building sort of three or four like 100 yards down the road and i'll have to sort of wander the crescent and look for the fucking thing um so i normally order stuff to work i'm there from you know nine to five the majority of the day and there was something that i ordered like a few months back that 
just they kept trying to deliver after five and they delivered it on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all in one week, all after five o'clock. And I kept contacting them saying, look, can you, you just try, you know, maybe try 10 past nine in the morning. It took them three weeks to finally get round to the fact that, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll deliver it at half 10. And it finally arrived three weeks later at half 10 in the morning. But they kept leaving these fucking calling cards at quarter to six or quarter to seven in the evening when no one's in the office. Yeah. Yep. Idiots. Pain in the ass. Yep, they are the worst. They really are. Um, oh, I've got a bit of echo. Maybe I don't. What was I going to say? It was. A, oh, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, Hermes pissed me off this week. Sports Direct continued to piss me off. And this week, I've put, my, put some other companies into the mix. Um, Amazon, I've ordered some stuff from them. Um, I really need to go to a dentist. I've ordered some. I've ordered a water flusser, a Sensodyne teeth kit, and also like some dental tools to do when, some home dental work. <laughs> when you when you get your water flosser, can you let me know what it's like? Because I've heard that they're supposed to be like out of this world amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. It's good. It's like, <laughs> it's like twenty-five quid, and it's got all sorts of different settings, different heads. It looks amazing, okay. and it's got some you like gyroscopic like thing at the bottom. So no matter what angle you have, the water keeps coming out. <laughs> okay, if you get it, it's good. Send me the link because I might want to get one as well. Okay, I will do. We'll do, we'll do um, an entire pod just reviewing a water flosser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see where else you can use it. <laughs> then, um, so Enema. <laughs> So yeah, there's that, and then um, I also ordered two deck. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Is that a new dry cough, Jim? Oh no, that was uh, me choking on my own spittle. Um, <laughs> The um, oh yeah, deck chairs. That's it. Yeah. Order two deck chairs because our chairs outside are very uncomfortable, and our neighbours have got some deck chairs, and they look very comfortable. Mm. That's what you so, need right now. Where it's like yeah, in a bit warmer. Give yourself some outdoor comfort on your little balcony. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's about it, really. There's that ends James Beavis's hour. Yeah. I mean, unless you have anything else to add, Liam, but. As we said before the school, not much going down. I mean, not to that. Yeah, we're, we're <clears throat> in terms of what we've talked about the last two weeks at the start. It's normally because there's been some kind of, I don't know, some huge announcement or like. I mean, the first week was okay. It's the first week of lockdown. How are we getting on? The second week is okay. It's still lockdown. How are we getting on? By this point, like we know how we're getting on. It's all just about fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think both of us are getting by just about. Yeah, everything is okay. So. Because of that, what we're going to do is start just having some random chats about other things in a bit more structured way. And the first thing we're going to do is some Desert Island Discs. I don't know if that's copyright. It may well be. It probably um, is. But it's something that I think I think both of us, are, we're both like well into music. So it's quite easier for us to have a conversation about that. So it's kind of a good starting point, I suppose. Yeah. So let's not call it Desert Island Discs because I don't want to piss the people. Quarantine um, Discs. Yeah. That's okay. It. Could yeah, you get quarantine, yeah, quarantine discs? Nice. Um, yeah, and Liam wants me, it was his idea, and I'm up first. Um, I had 20 minutes to repair, um, which wasn't ideal. Do you reckon you prepared enough, though? Do you reckon you got some good ones? or? Yeah. yeah Are you happy I mean, with your choices? Well, they all come very naturally, which makes me think they're probably the right ones. Okay. I didn't good. have to labour over it and think about it too much. Yeah. So and they, I've always been told my instincts are good. <laughs> well let's see let's see when um yeah when i texted you about this morning i think i just asked i said look can you just bring 
bring four albums that you sort of interpret in any way you wanted. So just bring four albums to the show and we'll just have a little bit of a chat about them. And then, you know, we'll ask, ask a few questions and we'll see where we end up. So how, how did you interpret the question? Like what, what kind of albums did you bring? I don't mean name them, but like, yeah, what kind of... How did you uh, so, so I didn't want to do favourite albums because I, I feel like that is kind of an impossible, impossible like, thing to even list because that changes all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of recency bias, seasonality, like has yeah. a big deal with it. Um, yeah, taste change. And obviously new shit comes out all the time. Like you yeah. can say, this is my favorite album and then a new album come out tomorrow that's just uh, this world. Um, so I'm kind of, didn't want to do favorite because I just feel like that's, that's boring as well. So I did um, like, uh, like, I kind of split my life from secondary school up until now, like late secondary schools, like year 10, 11, secondary okay. school. When you um, first kind of school. start to shape your music taste, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you first become, yeah, I guess when you start like going through things and it's not just like about, you know, what you're having for breakfast and stuff like that. <laughs> um, to today and like albums that sort of like punctuate each part of my life. Okay. Um, I think I managed to do it pretty pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's how I interpreted it. And obviously, only twenty eight means it's quite easy to do four albums because I haven't lived that long. <laughs> so this is so this is really only like twelve years worth of ten years, twelve years worth of um, content here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's so go that. with. We'll start with double one then. What did you? What was the first? The first one you've got. Okay. Right. I'm gonna ask you to guess because I think okay. you'll be able to guess it. Given that, so, given that I told you the time frames I'm, I'm thinking about, and I'm doing this in chronological order as well. Okay, so this will be, so what, so about 10, 12 years ago from now makes it, yeah. what, 2007, 2008? Uh, 8, 9? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. So I will guess that the first one is It Prevails, Capture and Embrace. Ooh, no. Is it not? Unlucky. Shit. No. Okay. And do you know what? I, that album didn't even come into my mind, which is a surprise. <laughs> but I think there's a good reason for that. Because as I said, yeah. like, it's not, if I had more time to think about like favorite albums, then that probably would be in there. Yeah. But this wasn't favorite. This was like things that, like I said, bookmarks, like the opening to a chapter yeah. um, of like the next couple of years. So the first one is Funeral for a Friend, Hours. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So again, like, probably wouldn't make it into my list of like, top four favorite albums of all time yeah um but it holds like quite a lot of sentimental value for me yeah and i have like really vivid memories about it as well like not about the album right? the album's an album but like just about stuff that happened around that time yeah so just like i this, remember yeah. i remember the first time i took like i ever like it was a physical cd at that point like the first time i ever took hold of it mm -hmm. which is really weird because i don't remember that for anything else like any other album and uh, we were in science um and I remember Matt Burridge, like I sat next to him um, and he, I was a big indie fan at that time. I was really into like the Arctic Monkeys, Hard Fi, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and see, were... some of my earliest memories of you are sort of like, I think, were you not a big fan of the Future Heads as well? Uh, potentially. Yeah. Like, all, of, all of that kind of like, you know, British. And the Fratellis. Yeah, the Fratellis, like twangy yeah. indie stuff, like, which is, you know, fine. It's all good. But, but I sat next to Matt Burridge and obviously he was a big metalhead at the time and, and still is today. And 
I remember like just chatting to him and obviously I was trying to like simulate a little bit because um, this guy lived near me and we kind of become friends. Um, so I wanted to like, oh, okay, yeah, let me, I'll listen to, I'm interested in this. I wasn't really, I didn't, I always thought it was like horrible shouty music before that. And then um, <laughs> he, he gave me, I said like, give me like two like gateway albums, so I call them like gateway drug type things. Yeah. Um, so he gave me, he gave me hours and um, also the poison by Bullet for my Valentine, which could have quite easily been the same. That was going to be my second guess, actually, if I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't go for Catch and Embrace, that would have been my second guess. And probably the poison at the time probably was more important. But like looking back now, like ours yeah. is the one I listen to more. So it's just what I'll go back to. But yeah, so he gave me that and I took it home. And I remember listening to it on my CD player and like, I was like, oh, this is fucking really good. And it like spoke to a lot of like those angsty teenage um, type stuff. You know, I was probably going through like some weird relationship breakup or something at that point. And like a lot of it was quite relatable. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I guess like to cut a long story short, that just started the whole, you know, that set the scene for basically the next four or five years, um, you know, where I become like immersed in this world of heavier music. And obviously it did get a lot heavier than Funeral for a Friend. Um, but, you know, that is kind of why we're friends today probably um yeah i'd imagine it's I imagine it, well, it's definitely a key part anyway it definitely plays, yeah. like the music scene or like our music taste definitely plays a key part in why we're such good friends so and how yeah. it started anyway so I that's a good li- good first choice yeah. and it, i was just gonna say it also led to like all of like a lot of my best memories as well like mm-hmm. obviously all the gigs we went to um when we were younger the deal scene um <laughs> when i when I played in bands, you know, which was like a game changer for like confidence yeah. more than anything else. Like it was one of those things that I can always say I've done. Um, so that was good. So yeah, I think that album was like, um, yeah, that album was pretty important in sort of changing the, you know, setting me up for where I am today. Yeah. When, when, when you're in, was it, it was Catharsis was your first band, wasn't it? Yeah. Would you, do you remember anything from the first show? Uh, yeah, it was, um, our first show was Battle of the Bands in the West Coast bar. Oh shit, of course it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember it being fucking wild because we had loads <laughs> of people there. Because <laughs> it was, because um, Sentinel, that really popular, like, Margate band were playing. Yeah. So the crowd was, like, massive. And you I brought, remember, like, I think you brought quite a lot of people from school as well. Yeah, and I remember, like, that there was a breakdown in one of the songs. I remember throwing the uh, mic down and going to, like, march with Tom Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, I remember that. And then I remember like one of the guys from one of the other bands, like in the in the green room, which was like thrilling to be in there, like just brought out a massive bag of weed as well. I just remember <laughs> that being on the table. <laughs> so. What the hell does a green room look like at the back of the West Coast bar in two thousand and seven? <laughs> it was like it was like that weird restaurant area they had downstairs, oh. like that no one ever went into. That's what it was. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It was, like, quite vivid. Yeah. All right, okay, so what about number two? Right, number two. So this is like, um, I would say there's a bit of an overlap with out here in terms of the time this covers, but it's primarily like university years. Okay, um, so what years? So What's that, 2010, uh, I guess? Yeah, around First year of uni, 2010. Yeah, and it's uh, Death, Havana, Fools and Worthless Lies. Oh, again, another <laughs> fucking cracking record. Just banger off <laughs> banger from you here. <laughs> I know it is my life's been punctuated by good stuff um and again like I think this this one probably would be on my list list of favorite albums um 
but to be honest, I don't really have any good stories attached to this. Like, it's not, it's not important to really anything, you know, in anything that happened, but it's more just, it was something that was always there, like, yeah. whilst going through uni. Uni was all right, but it wasn't the amazing experience I expected it to be. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on at the same time that, you know, was kind of what you expect for a, a young 20-something or late teen young 20-something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just this album just kind of, like, spoke to me um, as being about growing up. Um, and I yeah, felt like that the... was, you know, that is growing up. And it's yeah. always been, like, a go-to ever since. Because you, where did you go like... to uni? Where did you go to? You went, was it Norwich you went? Norwich, yeah. University yeah. of East Anglia. And that's obviously the first time that you've moved away from home as well, so. Yeah, yeah, which was a, obviously a big deal. Um, yeah, had a difficult, like, relationship first year of uni, um, which, you know, didn't help to the overall experience. And um, second year, you know, I kind of, like, I, I didn't make the most of the first year, um, which meant the second and third year were not as good as they could have been. Um I had a good group of friends, like, it was, you know, it did, did well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like the amazing experience I was anticipating to be. Yeah, like, I suppose that kind of, that does really fit in with the way that the album works out as well. Because like the first track on that album is talking about, isn't it where James, the vocalist, kind of talks about the fact that he's watching all his friends go off and do all this cool stuff, like play Reading and Leeds. And he, I think one of the lines is like, he's still playing the Purple Turtle in Reading. Yeah. So, <laughs> that works quite well. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think it was one of those, like, albums that already was around the same time as my change in mindset, where I was, like, by the end of it, like, by the end of the third year, I'd become comfortable with, like, it being what it was and not being that bothered about what other people are doing or what else I could be doing. Yeah. Um, And just knowing, like, if I just kept, you know, trying to make the most opportunities that I had, it would be all right. Um. So there's, there's some of that in there. I think, I think it's just an album about growing up, right? Um, oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. And about, like, learning, learning more about yourself. Yeah, I think without, I mean, without meaning to hijack your thing, I think that album is actually quite key to sort of, I guess, where I am today as well. Because in my second year of uni, I started, a, like, a music review blog, just, like, because I got, I, I got really bored in the second year. I didn't really go to as many lectures as I should have done because we were recovering kind of the same stuff we did in the first year. And I didn't, I didn't engage with any of my lecturers. They weren't the most interesting people um, mm-hmm. or the ones that I had in my second year anyway. So I started to try and find, aside from the obvious, like playing Call of Duty and Full Manager and shit like that, I tried to find something else to put some kind of, some real effort into. So I think I, I can't remember why I started a music book. I think it might've been something to do with Jay Huntley, to be honest, but um, mm-hmm. I started to review just albums and then just write like 500, 600 words and then just stick them up on a Tumblr. And that was actually, I think that I'm pretty sure Fools and Worthless Liars is one of the first albums I ever reviewed, which I continued to do this music blog. I started to write for an online music magazine, which turned out to be run and edited by my now fiance. So it's quite, yeah. quite a key album for me as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it was, it just came at a, a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've gone from strength to strength and probably remain my favourite band of all time. So, I, mean, I think I'd, I'd agree with that. They're definitely one of my favourite bands. Of Anna have never made a bad album. No. Wicked, never. man. Do you yeah, want to do number two. three? What have we got? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so number three. This one you won't get. 
okay. um, you could try all day and you wouldn't get it. <laughs> okay. And it's a, and again, this probably wouldn't be one of my favorite albums. Probably wouldn't even be in the top twenty favorite albums. But it's like, it, I, this is the this album gives me real nostalgia, and it's um, called No Hope by the Color Morale. Obviously, you'll know who that is. Oh yeah, what that album is. Um, but yeah, it's a weird choice because, like I said, it, I could, I could. It's not favorite album of mine. It's not particularly, you know, it's not, it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. Um, but the reason for it is, I when I um, had my first real job um, when I was working for um, a company called Treasury Today, and I was a journalist. I ended up working in Asia, as you know, because um, I was always away over there, and work gave me a phone. Um, there was like a really crappy Motorola one or something like that. And you could only have a, and that was why I used to be able to, um, like get data through when I was out there. So on my actual personal phone, I only had like what I could download on from Spotify and I couldn't really download that much cause it was, you know, again, like six years ago or so, um, or five years ago. So the phones weren't like amazing storage wise which is a really boring <laughs> story to be telling but yeah, so anyway, <laughs> yeah phones weren't great back then um, anyway i had this like had this um album and, and others by them as well like downloaded on this phone and it was very limited what i had and it used to be kind of like my go-to every morning when i was out there so when i look back at it when i was doing it it didn't really seem that like cool but when i look back at it i was like a 20 how old was i was 25 26 26 year old guy who was being sent out by his work to go to Hong Kong, Singapore, China, India, um, you know, on the regs, yeah, um, to the point where like I knew my way around and it was just like you know, it become normal. And I was going to meet like extremely senior people who have worked their like whole career to get to where they are, um, in like corner offices of some of the highest floors in some of the highest buildings in the world um, <laughs> you know and it's like again it doesn't you don't really think about it at the time it was just it was just doing my job right did you but not find that daunting I, at any point then uh yeah the first couple of times but yeah. uh, like i said it kind of normalized and you know i think it went back to the death of animal like learning not to care too much about what the people thought just go and do control what you can control and mm-hmm. um, but i always used to listen to this album um when i was walking around so whenever I go to like foreign cities, I don't like to get cabs and stuff. I like to get the public transport and I like to walk because um, I feel like it's the best way you can get to know a place. Um, and yeah, always listen to this album when I was walking around and it brings back really strong like feelings, smells, sounds like of particularly walking down the escalators in Hong Kong, like towards the main like drag in Hong Kong Island. So, yeah, I just think it's like, you know, that kind of is the making of my professional career, I guess. And album always reminds me of when I was over there doing that stuff. Yeah, man, that's really cool that like sort of music does have like such a strong connection with, I mean, even like you just said smells. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, it really did. It was, uh, like I said, it's not a, you know, not a top 20 album by any stretch of the imagination, but it yeah. certainly holds a holds a place and also it's quite um if, it, if anyone listens to this ends up listening to it you'll know what i mean it's quite a get you going album the yeah one the blast beats in there and you know 
quite emotive. So I that think, kind um, of like got me pumped for the meetings as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your blood boiling before you go in. I think what I'll yeah. do is um, sort of with these albums, I like I'll put a playlist together on like Spotify or something, and I'll tweet it out with the with the link to this episode, so like people can go in afterwards and like just hear exactly what you were talking about with each album. I think that'd yeah, be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, um, certainly. And then yeah, do the same again, sort of whenever we like the next week or whatever. Um, yep. Okay, fourth and final one. This fourth must be the most final. recent one then. Yeah, so this is bringing me back up to this present day, this moment okay. right now, 12.42 on Bank Holiday Monday, 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's so I couldn't actually pick an album um, by this artist, so I picked a, a live album, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is also magical in itself. And yeah. so it's City in Colour, Guide Me Back Home, which oh, is yes. 2019 live album, I think, uh, yeah. or 2018. So I think it was recent yeah, released last year. Yeah, 2018. So it doesn't have uh, anything from the latest album on there, which could have gone on there. It could have been the album as well, but I wanted to get more of the back catalogue. So, yeah. Um, why? It's a good question. Um, so I actually saw City in Colour not so long ago, which was incredible. Um, the best gig I've ever been to. Like, particularly given it might be <laughs> the last gig I see for a while, it was pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that's the first time you'd seen him perform, yeah. right? So, him being Dallas Green. Yeah. And it was as good as I thought it was going to be. And also, Harlequins had won the previous day against the best team in the league. So, it was kind of like, <laughs> it was like the best day I've had in ages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That Whereabouts? Was where, did you, where, did, where was the gig? Where was, what was it like? Uh, it was at the Palladium which is an incredible venue and it was awesome like you know he just stood there with a guitar on a mat had a like multi-instrumentalist next to him every now and again and just played sort of stripped down versions of all his songs yeah um which was like hauntingly beautiful like there wasn't a dry eye in the building um and yeah it was just like incredible I would go and see him again in a heartbeat, um, and I will do when he comes back next. Um, yeah, we'll have to get to it. As soon as that happens, we'll get tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he's still one that's evaded me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take you this time and not Georgina. She found it a little bit difficult to deal with. Because it's quite emotional. <laughs> okay. She said, I think her words were, it was like two hours of having your soul ripped out and shown to you. <laughs> oh, wow. um, yeah, which that's is a really fantastic. vivid review of a gig. She should start writing for a music blog as well. <laughs> yeah, it's very emotive, right? Um, so yeah, but so that was like the. I mean, there is obviously some recency bias there because it's last gig I saw and it was so good. But actually, like, I think that his music kind of like would best exemplify the person I am today. Okay. Um, you know who I think I will be for the next ten years as well, because it's quite you know. It's very, it's all acoustic basically for the most part. Um, it's pretty mellow. Um, it's actually very sad. Like the music, the songs are all, they're sad but uplifting. If, if, if there's if hope you in can, there, isn't there? I think that's where, yeah. yeah. If, if you can have those like polar opposites. Um, and, I, and I don't, and that's not when I say it defines who I am. It's not necessarily because I'm sad, because I'm not. Um, I'm far from it actually. I'm, you know, I'm a pretty, Glass half full kind of guy. Upbeat, and, chipper. Yeah, but I'm also pretty level. Mm-hmm. Like I, I take I take most things in my stride. Um, I don't get I don't get massively excited by stuff. I also don't get massively saddened by stuff. And I'm quite happy being in certain situations, being sort of 
on the second seat, like in the passenger seat, if that makes sense. Okay. Sort of just watching stuff unfold. Yeah. Rather than necessarily like being there, forcing it to unfold. Avoid. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite happy with like my own company. I'm quite happy with like a limited selection of people that I invest a lot of my time and energy into. And I don't need this big like extravagant life where, you know, I feel like I've got to have a million friends and like a million like thing. I like to keep the people who I care about really small mm-hmm. and actually like give them the time that they deserve. And even that I still struggle with, I think. To agree. <laughs> um, so yeah like all those things and i think sometimes people misread that and like i'll play them this that they'll hear it and they'll be like oh god his favorite music's so sad like and i think that's kind of sometimes a confusion that people have with me they're like oh you just never like into stuff or you never get into you know too excited and things like that and i'm like well it's not because i'm not excited or i am excited but i just don't just need to don't outwardly you know no because not like, all jazz handsy about it yeah, or like, and I don't, and I do guess, you know, I've had some shit stuff happen to me in the last six months, but like, and I'm sad about it, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't let it overwhelm me and to the point where it consumes me. And I yeah. can kind of just, you know, again, it's all that sort of like, you know, in sadness, there's hope. Kind yeah. Of. No, I just definitely describe you as one of the most level headed people that I know anyway, sort of always kind of, I don't know, I guess like a five on the scale, like never go too high, never go, you're not ever too low. It's always quite, I don't know, kind of know what you're getting with Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like, what you, you know, and that's why I kind of like see that album's like defining particularly yeah. the last like 12 months of my life and then particularly the, the next, the coming months as well, I think, or coming months, coming years, like kind of just easy, not pragmatic because it's not pragmatic music, but like, you know, meaningful easy stuff. Meaningful yeah. stuff. Like there's going to be big decisions I'm going to have to make and it's just like, if I can just make them in a, calm and controlled fashion um you know and even when things are shit like to be able to laugh about it or you know get some enjoyment out of it then that's a good thing um so yeah i'd say that's yeah that probably is why i picked that album do you have um have you got a favorite song off that live record uh or maybe just the just the favorite one that you saw at the show because i imagine he played the majority of the songs in that show it's hard, like, prob- um, actually, it's not even on that album. Like, my favourite song is um, Difficult Love. Okay. Off the latest album. Um, oh, okay. But in terms of, uh, just looking back at the, um, quite liked, there's a song called Against the Grain. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, really... Um, like about not having to live up to expectations, basically. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, do, do you know what? I generally can't pick a favorite. Like, they're all. They're no, all I was bad. just curious. I was just curious yeah. if there was one that stuck out. But I mean, I'd agree that that entire album is sort of perfect from start to finish. So, in terms of live albums, I don't think there are many better. So. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. So yeah, there you go. That's that's my life up till now. <laughs> Jim in four records that is <laughs> yeah I don't know if that's good that I can quite I could so easily distill my life into four albums I don't know man I, I like the way that you interpret it I'm going to try and do the same now I think I was thinking of trying to do like four of my favourites and I already had and I know I had I had two of them anyway but I think trying to pick four out of God knows how many is really difficult so I might try and do the same as you and just do 
you know, four key timestamps throughout the last 28 years, that might be something that, I don't know, I find that really interesting. Like you said, like you just, yeah, you picked four albums and then spoken exactly what happened during, like when you were listening to them. So I'll try the same for for next time, whether it's next week or a couple of days or two weeks or whenever. So, Yeah, and I think it's good because like, you know, if I was on Desert Island, I wouldn't necessarily want to listen to my favourite thing. I'd want to listen to stuff that reminded me of, yeah, like, the times I previously had, because in, in theory you're not going to be able to make any memories again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well just try and preserve and uh, such a bleak desert island you're on. <laughs> yeah, well, it's never going to be good, is it? Yeah. No, no, I like that. I like that. That's a good. Go. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, good. I'm yeah. glad. Did, did I surprise you at all with anything? Um, I wouldn't say uh, uh, not particularly, um, but that's not a bad thing. I think the only the one that took me by surprise would be the colour morale, but um, I get why. So yeah, that is a weird one, and it was like yeah. one of the first, it was the first one I put down as well because whenever they come on, it's always the one that invokes the strongest like nostalgia. Yeah, I've not, I've jotted down whilst you were doing that, I jotted down one of my four for next time, um, and I imagine it would be an album that next to uh, very few people will have heard of and I don't think you'll guess it but it's got the same kind of connotations as what you've said it's like it's not an album that I would consider my favorite by any means but it's something that I listen to at a certain point so yeah yeah I think I'll try and do that and then yeah what I'll do is this afternoon or tomorrow I'll stick together a playlist of your sort of four four records and we'll we'll tweet it out and people can have a little listen and get to know Jimbo in sound (laughs) yeah there you go and hopefully it wasn't too deep <laughs> i realized i went i was going deep into my mindset and stuff hey man if is... you're if you're comfortable with it i'm sure everyone else will be as well oh yeah i'm a fucking open book i think um so whatever it's fine it's fine by me it's all good um yeah I, I, other things other albums that i was planning on putting in there just like okay you know, some some no mentions yeah um slipknot all hope is gone um so the latest album from Slipknot, again, like it didn't fit because it didn't really, you know, it kind of rekindled my love for heavier music okay. recently. Yeah. Um, but that, I didn't really see it as seminal enough. But I also think it's their best work. Um, what's, so what's it, is this, so All Hope Is Gone is the one from 2010. We Are Not Your Kind is the most recent one. Which one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We are the most recent one then, yeah? Sorry. We Are Not Your so Kind, many... yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, yeah. I think it was all. Hope no, no, I get, I get, I get what you mean about that. That's again, I, I feel kind of exactly the same way. Yeah, um, that's obviously like a really, yeah, and I saw him recently as well. So there's that kind of in my mind. Um, the Gaslight Anthem, Fifty Nine Sound. Um, See, that's one I actually might have guessed for you. I was yeah. thinking that might have been one. That's, um, but that was more like a that was more like a weekend that that reminds me of. That was like Reading twenty whenever it was twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2012 that was fucking hell. 2012 yeah it kind of reminds me of that whole weekend um mm-hmm. so that you know it kind of wasn't a long enough time span yeah. um it prevails as you said earlier capture and embrace but didn't kind of felt like it didn't really it was kind of the one that was in the middle it didn't really start anything yeah um so yeah that and then um Oh shit! What was it? Oh yeah, that was, the other one was um, one something with Johnny Craig in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> An Emerosa album or a Dance Gavin Dance. <laughs> yeah, or a Slaves album from more yeah. recent uni. Um, yeah, but like again, it wasn't. Um, couldn't really like pin it to anything particular. I just like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like his voice, despite the fact he's an arse. <laughs> <laughs> no man, you picked some bangers. Good, 
Good. Well, I'm looking forward to yours next week. Okay. Wicked. Well, that's kind of that's the I guess that's the end of that. So yeah, shall we, we go. tie this up? We'll tie a knot round it, and we'll go that again sounds, next week. That sounds good. That sounds good. And everyone knows a lot more about me now. So yeah, yeah, my okay. soul is bad. Um, yeah, but as always, um, stay indoors, stay safe, protect the NHS, and save lives. Um, and you know, try and do something you've never done this week. Yeah, give that a go. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at showandtell underscore pod on Twitter. And if there's anything, I don't know, if you want us to do a top five of anything or, I don't know, something similar to that vein, you let us know. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, I'm thinking top five beers. I reckon that'd be a good discussion. Top five beers, okay. So you, Actually, you mean I... like like top five beers as in, like, I don't know, well, neck oil or carling or whatever? Or do you mean like shower beer? Or after dinner beer, or <laughs> well, yeah, I think more the latter because I'm Dan Dan Brown, our good friend Dan Brown. Shout out! Yeah. Um, in our group chat, he asked. I think it was him. It might have been Tom. Um, asked the question of like, when was the like? Can you remember like the best beer you ever had? Okay, maybe we'll do we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll write that down as an idea. Yeah. Best so, beer you've ever had. There we go. Yeah. Wicked. All right, there's an idea. Love it. Okay, cool. Love yeah, it. us right. if you want us to do anything like that. Sounds good. Right, stay safe, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Love you all. Bye. Peace out. See you.